Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. Creating an emergency response plan is one of the many responsibilities that fall on an event planner's plate. While they hope to never need to execute it, sometimes disaster strikes mid-meeting. I'm Elise Shoning, Senior Associate Editor of North Star Meetings Group. On this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, I spoke with Latoya Williams, Manager of Global Accounts for Helms Briscoe, who found herself stuck on Turks and Caicos Island last week when Hurricane Fiona tore through the Caribbean, cutting short an incentive trip she had planned and stranding herself and 83 attendees on the island. Latoya and I spoke the day after the worst of the storm had passed, but while she was still on the island. Since then, she and the attendees have all made it home safely. Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. what you're going through. How is it now? It's just raining. The okay. wind has stopped. The airport has reopened. Delayed all the morning flights have been switched to the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I have a group of 35 at the airport now, but the computers are down. So I don't know how that's going to work. And then I have another group at four. And then... I have one group tomorrow and another group on Friday. So the airlines, I can't say that they're not doing what they should be doing, but I would think that they would have put more flights out knowing that everybody who was supposed to leave, I mean, not just my group, but people Mm -hmm. in general that were supposed to leave on Monday and Tuesday didn't leave. So everyone's trying to get off and it's just not working. Yeah. And, And what about you? When are you supposed to leave? So I am not leaving now until Friday. Of course, I can't leave with attendees still here. My last attendee leaves Friday, and I'm leaving like 30 minutes after that. Okay. All right. And how were things yesterday? I know when we spoke earlier in the day, you said that the winds are up to 70 miles per hour, and then I'm sure it got worse from there. Yeah, it it got up to 108. And initially, we had to shelter in our room. And the resort was... Of course, this is not their first time dealing with this, but it's many attendees' first time dealing with it. So Mm -hmm. they were proactive. They delivered extra towels and extra snacks and beverages just so that people didn't have to leave their room. Because as of, I want to say, 6 a.m., we had to shelter in place. So we weren't able to leave the room. The elevators weren't working. Winds were crazy. The fencing around the resort is knocked down. Some of the trees are down. One of the, the main roads that leads to the airport, I would say it was flooded, but they just said it was water. So they had to turn on some pumps to filter that water so that people can get to the airport. Our location, we're, I want to say, on the eastern side of Grand Turk. And the brunt of it fell on the northern side where they're still without power. Some of the dirt roads have trees. So like some of the excursions that were planned for Monday, of course, were canceled. And then we conquered down Monday night, Tuesday. And then they opened up last night two of the interior restaurants for a buffet dinner. And then they shut everything down at 9 o'clock. 
and we all went to our rooms, and this morning we're trying to get out. Well, you know, people are trying to depart. And so you didn't lose power then at the resort? We did, but this resort has generators and its own water source. So while we did see the lights flickering on and off often, it didn't stay off very long. And can you give me a little bit of backstory on when you arrived, what group you're here with, and how long you were planning to stay? Sure. So it was an incentive group. We were supposed to arrive on Thursday, and about 12 of them were canceled for no reason on American mm-hmm. and shifted to Friday. So we did a like a small welcome reception Thursday. Friday there were events. Saturday there was a day of excursion. Sunday we had events. Monday, there were supposed to be excursions. They were all canceled because of the weather. So we just stayed on property. Everyone was supposed to depart on Monday and Tuesday. And now everybody is departing. What's today? Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everybody, everybody now is departing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. And how many people did yeah. you say it was total? 83. 83, okay. And have you had any groups here at Turks and Caicos before? No, this is my first time coming here with the group. Okay. And it's a lot of, actually, it's everyone's first time being on this island. I was wondering if there were any preparations leading up to the event with the hotel and communications about, you know, emergency preparations and hurricane season, anything like that. So it wasn't a discussion about it being hurricane season. What we were told once we arrived, this tropical storm initiated was being watched and they would update me as to what was going on because all of our activities were outside. We had an outdoor dinner, we had an outdoor picnic, we had an outdoor game, like water balloon toss and three-legged race and so all that stuff was outdoors. And then on Sunday, it was upgraded to a hurricane category one. And then on Sunday night, it was upgraded and shifted to a category three when winds that could get up to 120 miles per hour. So our events on Friday and Saturday that were outdoors at the time, our Sunday was outdoor with a little bit of rain mm-hmm. and light winds, and then Monday it was nothing outside. They had taken down the cabanas. They had taken down the the lounge chairs, like everything was taken, stacked and boarded up. The pools were closed. The outdoor bars were closed. The hotel prepared as much as they could because they didn't know. If it did not shift, it would have been fine, but it did shift. They prepared as much as they could. We were texting on the WhatsApp like every hour or so to figure out what was going on, just trust safety. But I think the communication with not the resort, but like the government officials and the airport and news in general could have been better. I know we're on a ice, but when we turn the news on and it's nothing. So on the news in the entire week was all about Queen Elizabeth's funeral. And so while we understand she was this, you know, matriarch and she passed away, we're in the eye of a hurricane and we don't know anything that's going on. So all the channels were talking about the funeral and not where this hurricane is or where this tropical storm is shifting and what we should do. The airport announced on Sunday that it was closing effective 9 a.m. Monday. 
So they shifted two 9 a.m. flights to 8.30, but didn't give anybody warning, so no one knew who could or couldn't get on that flight. And then it was closed the entire day Monday. It was not announced that it reopened today. I actually called the airport, and they told me they were opening at 7 a.m. for repair of the runway and getting all the tree limbs and all that stuff off. But flights aren't starting to go out until 1 o'clock today. Yeah, and that's so tricky because you were there a few days before it got upgraded, so you got stuck. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. I know you've been a planner for a while. Have you ever experienced anything like this before? Never. I mean, there's been power outages and, you know, storms, maybe like in Florida and stuff, but never a a hurricane. That's a Category 3. I mean, the patio doors were shaking, water was coming in. They moved people on the first floor to um, higher ground because of flooding. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. There is a fence around the property. It is now non-existent. There are trees that are down. None of them hit the resort, but they're like in the pathway where people walk. But no, I've never experienced anything like this. And the, the general manager did hold a meeting on Monday at 11 and just kind of said what we should anticipate experiencing and what we can do to remain safe. He can't tell you what to do, of course, but he would recommend that you don't go on any excursions, that you don't leave the property because if the wind picks up, there's no way for you to get back here with the winds being that bad. Then he also said for some of us that have outward-facing balconies, which I have one, if it becomes unbearable or the glass breaks to take your mattress and put it on the patio door and go get in the bathtub until it was clear. Those kind of things made you realize that it was serious. After he said that, you could see people like, oh, my God. He made the comment that the emergency number is 555 and emergencies are life emergencies, not alcohol emergencies. He made sure everybody had alcohol in their room, but he said, don't be that person to call and say you need beer when someone is having a heart attack. And there were a few people that had what I would say is anxiety attacks after he got done talking that were like hyperventilating and needing to be calmed down. No one was taken anywhere, but I just think that the gravity of what we could have potentially been in kind of hit everybody when we were talking about how to protect ourselves. Yeah, that's terrifying. And I'm really sorry that you and yeah. you had to deal with that. I can't imagine. Everyone is, is safe, though? You didn't have any issues with that? Correct. Okay. Everyone is fine. I went and checked on all of, you know, the rooms. I called everybody last night because we, some of us didn't leave our room based on the location of our room. And then talking to everybody this morning, trying to get everybody on transportation to the airport. Mm-hmm. What about for you as the planner? Obviously, you're... You're dealing with this at the same time and, and the stresses and the fear, but you also kind of have to keep it together and look out for everyone else. How how are you feeling right now? Exactly. Yeah. I was nervous initially because, you know, I've never experienced anything like this, but to be told how to board up your patio door and to lay in the bathtub and to not open your bedroom door, your patio door is open because that wind gust could knock you down. I mean, it was just some stuff. That was crazy. And then to hear the way the 118-mile-per-hour wind sounds outside of your door is insane. It is terrifying. And the Internet was down, and 
weren't able to get in touch with loved ones. Like you said today, you called me and you couldn't get through. Well, I have an international yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. And some of my calls are coming through and some of them aren't. So that's just how it is. But everyone's safe. It could have been worse. They said it shifted on Monday and that shift saved us. So I don't know how bad it was going to be, mm-hmm. but it is, it is bad. Is there anything that you've taken out of this for future planning or any advice to other planners? I think some of the advice would be everybody is always concerned about hurricane season. Mm-hmm. And with the climate change and everything that's happening in the world, hurricane season shifts. And so you really don't know when it's happening. But I was not aware of this specific resort having its own water supply and how important that is to showering and flushing your toilet and how some other resorts that aren't, I guess, as nice as this one, don't have that. And so when you're asking those questions in your RFP, you should ask how many generators are on property and what will they keep on in the event of a hurricane? And where is your water source? Where's the water coming from and how safe is it? Can you drink it during a hurricane or is it contaminated? How many of your first floor rooms are in a flood zone? You know, I had to move one, two, three, four, five guests from rooms on the first floor that they're in because they're handicap accessible and closer to the lobby to the second and third floor because they were in a flood zone. And so not only is it scary to be in a flood zone, but when you're handicapped and in a wheelchair or you as a walker, now, you know, being moved to the second floor and if something was to happen and the elevators don't work, what happens? Those kind of questions. Those are all really, really great pieces of advice. And see, is the kind of thing that, I mean, event planners have so much on their plate and it's something that's part of the job, but it's something that you hope to never go through. Right. I mean, we were all dealing with the whole COVID situation and right. I think these natural disasters, so to speak, are just an afterthought, you know? Mm-hmm. It's out of your control, you know, and I'm very glad that the hotel allowed for the guests to stay, which, of course, I mean, like, where would they go? And then the attendees were very understanding. This this was a weather issue. This was not a personal issue. Like, we just don't want you guys to leave or something that could have been fixed. Like, there was nothing. We couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere. There was no transportation on the road. There was no planes in the air. We had to hunt her down, and we made the best of it. They put music in the restaurant. Mm. They had... Some dancers, I'm assuming there would probably have been a show going on, but because no one could get to certain places, they did the show where people ate dinner. So the resort was very accommodating, and you would see the lights flicker. You would hear the rain hitting the, the doors. They had sandbags. There are quite a few guest rooms on the first floor that have sandbags in front of them, like to prevent the water from going in. So it's that kind of stuff. And I had to call personally to get two sandbags from my patio door because the water was coming in. Oh. And I couldn't leave my room. So mm-hmm. it was not like I could go and sleep in another room. No one could leave. So security brought me up two sandbags and I put them in front of the patio door just to keep the water out. And then, you know, that's another question, like the availability of that. Are they available on property or do they have to go get them, bring them? Where are they putting them? I know you said that the first floor rooms were in a flood zone. Was there any flooding in the hotel? I wouldn't say flooding, but there was definitely leaking. Okay. You know, they have buckets around in the lobby area with signs, but it wasn't, there was no flooding that I saw, but there are definitely small buckets that would catch up water. 
Is there anything you want to share about your experience or kind of just event safety and moving forward? I don't think so at this point because I'm still in it. People that are trying to leave today, tomorrow, Friday, and the computers are down. So does that mean that these people can't leave? Does that mean like it's just all the unknown stuff? So. Yeah. Well, Latoya, thank you so much for, for reaching out, for sharing your story. And I'm really glad to hear that you and the group are okay. I'm sure it was a really traumatizing experience, but I hope yeah. someone's passing through now and you, you can all get home pretty safe and pretty soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely keep me updated too. I'd love to hear when you get back home. No problem. I'll let you know. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Latoya. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. Be sure to rate and review us and subscribe. Check back for new episodes soon.